theyeshiva.net. Okay, the last line, page 154. So there's a, a very intricate build-up here that I hope you recall from the previous days. And if not, you can always chazer. It's not an Avera to chazer the Maimer inside during the day and even prepare further. And the intricate build-up here is as we discussed, there's the Yerida and there's the Aliyah. I'm just going to say it, Mamish, in a few sentences without explaining the concepts, just to repeat the, 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 at least the, the wording, the verbiage. The Yerida is from Yesh, from Ayin to Yesh, and the Aliyah is back from Yesh Ayin. Whenever you go from Ayin to Yesh, you're following the natural journey of creation. Creation is a journey, or rather a transition or rather a quantum leap. It's not really a transition. It's not a journey, it's not a transition, it's a quantum leap. Rabbi Isaac, you know what a quantum leap is? How do you say a quantum leap? Uh, Jumping across some new... Anextremistische Ibersprung. Okay, now you understand it, right? Anextreme Ibersprung. An extreme jump, yeah? Not stomach, it's a little jump. It's extreme. It's it's a crazy jump. It's insane jump. An Olympic jump. <laughs> so it's a quantum leap from a state of ayin to a state of yesh. So whenever a person is going from ayin to yesh, they're following the journey of creation. You're following the pattern. You're following the beat of creation. Whenever you journey from yesh to ayin, you're a revolutionary. You're a revolutionary. You're staging a revolt against the natural process. You get it? So to go from Ayin to Yash, okay, fine, you're part of the system. To fight the system, you have to go from Yash to Ayin. So since there's a lot of people in this room who like to fight the system, right? That's their mission statement in life. Of course. In a, in a way, it's a more of a quantum leap. Because the first is done by God. <coughs> he knows all the circus tricks, right? But uh, for us to do it, it's even a greater leap. So if you really want to fight the system, the greatest system you could fight is the system of Yesh. And you go from Yesh back to Ayin. And that's where laughter comes in. That's where joy comes in. That's where that journey. What does it mean to go from Yesh to Ayin? In every world it means something else. In every world, Yesh is something else and therefore Ayin is something else. This world it could mean from the Geshem to the Ruach, from the Gashmi to the Ruchni. In a higher world it means from one state of Ruchni to a completely different state of Ruchni. The Alter Rebbe, the Balatanya, writes elsewhere in Lekut Torah, a fascinating, a very subtle interpretation of Gasus or Ruach. The Gemara has often an expression, Gasus Haruach. What's Gasus Haruach? So it's usually translated as arrogance, pompousness. Gas Ruach means, right? The Pekiyavis says, Shaiter, Russia, the Gas Ruach. An arrogant, pompous Balgaiva who's just full of himself. Gas Haruach. So that's 
a, a, core, a coarse spirit, coarse, gas, dense, coarse, brute, agrabiruach, gas, like thick, fat, a fat ruach. So it means arrogance. But that is a coarse way of explaining gasa ruach. In other words, it's a more brute definition of gasa's ruach. It's true, but it's brute. In the Kudatayra, the Alter Rebbe says, gasa's ruach means that the ruchnius is gas. It's spirituality, but it's coarse spirituality. It's ruchnius, but the ruchnius is gas. In other words, there could be ruchnius that's gas and ruchnius that's da. Even though in this world this ruchnius is ayin, in another world this ruchnius is yesh. In a higher world, this Ruchnius is still gas. Because it's much more subtle, much more sensitive. And when it's much more sensitive and subtle, so what's ayin in one world becomes yesh in a higher world. And therefore the bittle of yesh to ayin in every world changes. And even though in one world this is ayin, he comes to a different world, it's a complete different level of yesh. He says, In Jewish tradition, the primary expression of the nullification or the sublimation of the yesh to the ayin was in the scene, in the, in the action, in the avoid of the sacrifices. Huh? I said, oh boy. The soul of all animals is rooted in a spiritual source. An animal is alive with a spiritual chiyus, like everything in the world. Where does it come from? So again, he assumes prior knowledge, as usually with all the Maimarim in the Tanakh and uh, Chazal. So in Yecheskel, there's a vision which we discussed once. There's the vision known as Maisimer Kovitz, the Haftar of Shvuas. It's the first chapter of Yecheskel. And there Yecheskel sees... The Kiseh HaKavod, the throne of glory that's being, that's being uh, led by Chayas HaKodesh, by the holy angels, by the holy animals they're called. Why are angels called Chayas HaKodesh, holy animals? It seems like a derogatory term, right? Did your teacher ever call you a class of Chayas or Bahamas? Yeah? So you took it as abuse. Really what he meant was Chayas HaKodesh, you're like Malachim. <laughs> So you can go back and redo your whole youth. You probably didn't understand what he meant. You just forgot to say the word Hakodesh. What he meant was Chayas Hakodesh. You remind me of angels, basically. You remind me of angels. That's what I think he meant. Uh, they say that there was once a uh, Jew who needed an apartment. He, uh, he needed a little house. So he saw a sign in Borough Park that there was a, a floor for, available for rent. Uh, top floor. So he went in and he says, yeah, he needs to rent it. The guy says, no problem. But the condition is no children in the family. Because he's an old man and he goes to sleep 8.30 and he's on the first floor. He doesn't need kids jumping the whole night. So he says, no problem, no children. He rents the house. The first night, the guy goes to sleep 8.30 and suddenly he hears hakafas dancing. It's like Purim and some Chastayda. The ceiling is caving in every few seconds. Things are moving, it's Lebedex. After a few hours, he can't sleep. He runs up and he sees 14 children. And they're all dancing. The bed, the parents are not even home. You know, you have 14 kids, we're going to stay home. 
they'll already take care of each other. I mean, as the minig in many homes, you know, it's always a malava malka to go to a fundraiser, a shear, whatever it is. You got to go to the mikveh. Mincha might have might have takes a few hours. It's like Nidra. So uh, you don't go home when you have so many kids. That's the clown. You let God take care of them, or uh, social services. So in any case, <laughs> the guy, the poor guy's trying to sleep. And they're moving the beds, they're moving the bookcases. You know, kids, they're having a good time. It's only 11 o'clock at night. What's uh, just the beginning. Finally, the father comes home. He says, Lomari, me sonny, why'd you lie to me? He says, where did I lie? He says, you told me you're stuck in kinder. You don't have kinder. He says, you have 14. He says, does you the kinder? It's kinder, it's They're not kinder, they're animals, right? They're not children. I don't call them children. But the truth is that everything has a source. So the Chayas HaKodesh are not Stam called Chayas. They're the real Chayas. The animal down here is a reflection of the Chayas up there. But of course it goes through a very heavy transition. We go back from Ayin to Yesh. From a state of, of spiritual energy to a brute animal that you probably don't want to start up with in your alley. You don't want to get on the, on, on, on the bad side of a Chaya down here. But the Chayas HaKodesh is the source. And in the Chayis HaKadosh himself, Yecheskel identifies the face of the lion, the face of the ox, the face of the eagle, and the face of man. Pnei Nesher, Pnei Adam, Pnei Aryeh, and Pnei Shoy. Pnei Aryeh el Ayamin, Pnei Shoy el Hasmoel. And then you have the Pnei Nesher and the Pnei Adam in the middle. So therefore, Pnei Shoy me Hasmoel is an expression of Yecheskel. The face of the ox, which is Chayis HaKadosh, that's the spiritual energy that ultimately gives life to an animal down here. Whether it's a sheep or a goat or a bull or an ox, which are the types of animals that I use for a carbon. Not many, right? Only a shayr, a para, a ram, a goat, kvasimism, that's basically it, that you could use for uh, three types of animals. Sheep, goat, and, 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 and ox, and that's it. Pigeons and birds, yeah, pigeons, right. Bnei or tyrim, turtle doves or pigeons, but that's it. Nothing else could be used as a carbon, right? Kvasim, ism, and 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 shayrim and param. You have older ones, you have younger ones, calves, bulls, but it's the same family. So this is that's why he says pnei shayrim as well. It all comes from pnei shayr, and then it comes down into the chiyus of an animal. When you sacrifice the animal, it's not that you killed an animal. The life force of the animal went up and it went back to its original shayrish in the Pnei Shayr in the Merkava of Yechezkel which explains one of the greatest anomalies of the Beis Hamikdash, and that is, they offered a carbon tumen in the morning, and what was happening while they were slaughtering the animals and sprinkling the blood, the Levim were holding a daily concerto and as the Rambam puts in Hilchis Midin Musafin, you can have a hundred and twenty piece band and a hundred and twenty vocalists. So imagine the scene: you come to a shlachtois, yeah. It's not exactly the place of a symphony. I'm sorry. If you even bring in a hot dog to a symphony, they'll throw you out, right? It's not a baseball game. Baseball game, you eat hot dogs. At a symphony, you get dressed up and you sit like this, right? You sit like this. You don't move. Whether you understand it or you don't understand it, but your wife wants you should sit nicely, so you feel you feel cultured. You don't even clap in middle. You don't even clap. It's a symphony. I don't know how many of you know about symphonies, but uh, huh? 
It's a whole it's a whole experience of culture. And here, they're slaughtering and they're singing. It was a weird place to base Amikdush. Like, what was going on? The answer is depends how you saw it. If you saw it, stamas a shlachtoiz. There's no room for singing. If you understood the Beis Hamikdash, there was transparent energy. When you see the chiyus of anything going from keli to oir, from yesh to ayin, the natural response is a song. Because remember, kol bali hasher yoytsim b'sher. A shir always represents the yearning and the experience of leaving your vessel. All music helps a person emancipate. All song makes a person feel free. You soar through music, which is why people are so profoundly affected by music. The question is where you're soaring to. Are you soaring to heaven or are you soaring to purgatory? That's a separate question. That depends on the music and on the singer. But the point is, the sheer was a natural expression of the carbon. And through this, the chiyus of the animal goes up deeper and deeper. Remember, it goes from yesh to ayin in our world. But then in the higher world, even though it's ayin, it becomes a yesh, so it has to go further up and deeper up. The Gemara says in Yuma that during the time of Shlema, the first base Hamikdash, there was a fire on the Mizbeach that was revutza ka'ari. It was crouched like a lion. And that fire was always on the Mizbeach. Later it uh, disappeared and they just had to make their own fire. But then by this man, the first place, some readers had an Aryeh the Achil Karbonin. There was a lion that ate up the Karbonis, plus the Kayan had to make his own fire. What's the point of this? It's time to have a cute uh, trick. God looks like a lion. What? This is the Pshat. Remember, it's all the Merkava. In the Merkava, Pnei Shayr is on the left, Pnei Aryeh is on the right. The Aryeh is higher than the Shay, which is why down here the lion is much more aggressive than the ox. The bull could get aggressive on you. You don't like an untamed bull, but it's not a lion. A lion is a, is, 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 a, lion, is a lion. I don't have to explain what a lion is. Because what the Klal is, whatever is higher energy, it comes down here in a more rebellious nature. It's a very important side by the Balatani. Sometimes you see a child who's mamish a lion, right? You throw him out of school. A child who's a bull, okay, no, that's every child. But a child who's a lion, but the truth is the lion comes from a higher shayrish, and therefore there's much more energy. Whenever there's more energy, so when it's distorted, it becomes more painful. But not because it's lower, because it's higher. So you need the proper outlet for it. So the Aryeh on the Mizbeach, eating up the carbon, is represented that the energy of the behemoth is going up back to its Shoresh and Pnei Shoresh, and then even deeper in Pnei Aryeh. So the lion eating up the carbon was representing the spiritual flame of the divine, in which energy has to go back to. So whenever you see wild energy down here, animalistic energy, you could look at it in two ways. One is you just look at it and you say, he's a behemoth, he's a Chaya, you're just a wild animal, which is true maybe, but the whole avoid of carbonus is no. You have to take the behemoth, you have to take the chaya, and you have to be it makriv, you have to bring it close, you have to be, make it oila, you have to bring it back to its shayrish, 
and reveal this energy in its source, and when you reveal it back in its source, you'll see that it's holy. Like we learned in the previous Maimon Chukas, that Ein Adinim Nimtokin, you remember Ella? Bisharsha. You take all din and you go back to the source and you'll be sweet. This is why Moshat says, take the snake and put it on top of the pole. You have to lift everything up back to its church. So that's the Arye, the Achel Korbanin, the Kamoyshel, the Matak, Ravosoy, the Akoyin, Who is the one who could be, every line here is a gem. Who is the one who could bring the animal back to its source? Only a Koyin. Why? Because it says in Zoya that the soul of a Koyin comes from the world of Chesed. Koyin is Isha Chesed. That's why they were given the mitzvah of Birches Koyinim. In Birches Koyinim, before the Birches Koyinim, we say a brach. And at Yisrael, they do it every day. They do it every day. Balatanya once said, If I would have had a schus, I would have instituted and in Chutz Lord, we should also do Birches Koyinim every day. It's a pillow that we don't do it. It's a mitzvah to kind of do everything. But next to they do it every day. And some Sephardish communities, Syrian communities, they do it every day here also. Yeah. I think it's some of the Syrian communities, right? Yeah, every day. They, they came from the Kahanim, Kahanim. Yeah. He's identifying the coin as the Ari in a lot of Syrian. Yeah. yeah. Al Hayamin. Pnei Ari al Hayamin. Chesed. The Ari in its Shoirish is Chesed. Down here, the Ari is pretty tough. The Shoir in its Shoirish is Gvura. Smile. And that's why down here he's a more benign animal. He could be tamed, he could be domesticated. So it's fascinating. What is more love in the source becomes more aggressive down here. What is less love in the source, it's more tamed, it could be more benign down here. Why? Because since it's so intense up there, in love, when it gets distorted, it's like, whoa! Over there, the shoyer is less intense love, it's more discipline, it's more gvura, so it actually comes down as love. Which means, in very practical psychological terms, you have here a fascinating idea. The more you love somebody in a deep way, if it gets distorted, the deeper the pain and the hate is going to be. Not because there's no love, because you need so much more love. And therefore, when there's none of it, there's so much more alienation. On the contrary, people who love less, so the hurt, the distortion is not so profound, so therefore they can maintain it also down here. Uh, a father called me and he told me a very fascinating thing. His son was in Shaduchim, was dating. He was having a hard time. So the son is very, very not social. It's hard for him to connect to people. So he was diagnosed by some as Asperger's. He doesn't have social cues, doesn't like talking to people. So it's very hard to connect. So he told me that they were having a family simcha there, and somebody took out a video from the kids when they were little. This kid is like 26 today. Not such a kid, I guess. So they took out a video when he was like 2 and 3, and they're watching the video. Father said, I'm looking at the video, and I, I, it slipped my mind. This kid was the most social of all my kids. A guest comes into the house, he runs over. Kids are usually shy. He was more connected, more social, more loving, more affectionate than all of his other children. But they forgot about it because as he grew up, it just got lost. And he said, I had to reevaluate everything. And he says, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a doctor. But he says, I have a feeling that it's the exact opposite. That my son was so social and he was so sensitive that at some point he shut it down because it was too painful. So I told them that I recently saw a research paper from Sweden 
where they, you sent it to me, no? About Asperger's, right? That there's a whole new theory that it's not that they're socially disconnected. They're actually much more capable of empathy than anybody imagined. But when you're young, it's very painful. If you feel everybody's pain, right, you can't live. So what do you do? Boom, to protect yourself, you have to cut everybody out. So now you tell yourself, oh, I hate people. Really, you love people so much that it's very painful. So you run to the other extreme. So when you look at it at the surface, they're antisocial. When you go to the pneumias, they're much more social than everybody else. And when it gets distorted, the pain is so deep, so you have to detach to protect yourself. So when you could completely see things as the exact opposite. The mucker for this is right here. The Aryeh is chesed, it comes down. You don't want to become best friends with a lion. Not the greatest idea. A bull, a cow, okay, I mean, you know, you don't want to, uh, <laughs> you have to be careful with a bull, but it's a different matzav. A calf, a cow, it's a whole different matzav, right? These are, these are farm animals. Pnei tarbos, the Gemara calls them, domesticated. Who is the one who can accomplish Dali? You always need a Kayan. A Kayan says Birchas Kayanim, and the Bracha Birchas Kayanim is Ashakadishanim, Ktushasri Shalara. It's the Chakayan, yeah? But Sivona Levarech is Amma Yisrael, Biahava. The only mitzvah we make a Bracha, Shakadishanim, Bitsivona Levarech, I'm sorry, Baava. Why don't we say Shakadishanim, Mitzvah, Bitsivona Lahaniach, Tfilin Baava? Lahadlik Nershal Shabbos Kaydish Baava? Everything should be ba'ava, right? Everything should be ba'ava. The answer in halacha is, because by berchas koyanim it's a prerequisite, it's a t'nai in the mitzvah. It says in Shulchan Aruch, if a koyan hates somebody in the tzibur, he shouldn't get up to duchen. It has to be ba'ava. You have to love the people. If you don't love the people, it's not berchas koyanim. Fakert. It's not a good thing to do berchas koyanim. Huh? Even better. Even better. And the Balatanya once touched the bracha, al pi remes, hashagadishonu b'gadishosu shalarim v'tzivonu, levorech es ama Yisrael ba'ava, Hashem told us to bless the Jewish people with the gift of love. Not that the bracha should be done ba'ava, that is the bracha. The greatest bracha we can give the Jewish people is ava. Koyen is isha chesed. And this is how Chesedus explains the fact that the Tara and Tum of a Mitzayra only happens through a Koyen, which is a Pelin. There's a whole Meshachachma on this. There's a Meach. Why? Parshas Tazriya, Vuhuva el HaKoyen. A Koyen has to look at the Mitzayra and diagnose him and say, Tome Yotar. What happens if the Koyen doesn't know the Halachas? So the Din is, you bring an expert, and the expert tells the Koyen what to say. Which is a strange thing. Imagine a person has an infection. You don't go to a Koyen. You go to a doctor. If the Koyen is a doctor, beautiful, right? But you go to a doctor. And what if the Koyen is not a doctor? The Koyen calls the doctor. The, doc- the doctor says, tell him he's sick. <laughs> tell him yourself he's sick. If the doctor tells the Metzoyer he's sick, he's not a Metzoyer. And then the doctor is a Moitzi Shemra. That means he's a Metzoyer. <laughs> the Chach, the Rambam goes so far as saying, from a Mishnah and a Goyim, what if the only Koyen in, in, in the city is a child? You have a nine-year-old koyin. What are you supposed to do? So you bring a Talmud Chachem, and the Talmud Chachem tells the child what to say. The Rambam says, what if the koyin is a shaitan? He's not completely there. He can't pask him. So the Chachem tells him what to say. So it's a, it's a very strange mitzvah. What does that do with a koyin? 
You need a person who understands the symptoms. Someone who is a bucky in the halachas and the symptoms of tzaras, and he can say, you're tzaras, you're not, you're tzaras, you're tzaras. So one of the explanations that's brought in Chassidus is, because a kain is an isha chesed, is an isha ava. The tumah of Metzayr is the worst tumah. It's the only tumah which you have to be excluded from the community. Badad yeshev, mechutz lamachen The Metzayr is completely alone. Completely alone. He can't even be with other tmeim. Tumas meis, you don't have to be sent out. You can't go into the Beis HaMikdash. But you could be with Jews, it's fine. Tumas Metzayr, you have to be alone. Whenever you're excommunicating a Jew from Klal Yisrael, even for a few weeks, you have to make sure that the one who's doing it is full of love. Because if not, then it's, it's usher to do it fakert. If he does it then, he's a moitzi shemra. If you're not a kayan and you say you'll be excluded, then you're the one who's moitzi shemra because he's not tame, and then you are the one who has to be excluded. Only a person with love can you trust that it's not coming because he has a mean bone in his body and he likes this Jew out and number two you know that he's going to do everything he can to bring him back in this is an idea I heard from the Lubavitcher Rebbe in 1984 one, why the Tumah of Tzaraz is totally in a Koyen to tell a Jew you need somebody who's filled with Ava if you're not filled with love, sometimes you have a principal expels a child from school. So I told the principal, who's expelling a child, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. I just want to, you should treat this child like your child. Imagine it's your child in this yeshiva or another yeshiva. If this is your decision with your child, make that decision with this child. Then you could do it. If not, if you're not going to have a sleepless night over it, if you're going to throw them out and then go right back to eating your steak and french fries with ketchup and mustard and sauerkraut, then you're the moitzi shemra. You should be thrown out. So it's all because the koyin is an isha chesed. Who is the one who could be maila a behema, a chaya, a real behema? Back to its shayrish, only with ava, only with chesed. It's the love to the person's pnimius that allows you to disregard the facade of animalism, of beastliness, and trace it back to the source. So he says, just like Lamata Kravasai de Akoyin Isha Chesed, Kachma Oyer Lamaila Pchinis Chesed Ayid Achel Kurbanan. Lamaila is the Arye which is Al Hayamin. So he arouses Lamaila the Chesed, Vigavoya Meal Gavoya Pchinis Chesed Alien. And this triggers every level of Chesed deeper and deeper to the highest Chesed, Pchinis Viaminoi Techapkaini. In Shehashirim it says, his left arm is under my head, his right arm embraces me. Yeminoi, that's chesed. That this animal, this chius of the behemah, could be completely embraced by Yeminoi, meaning to be completely submerged in Oiren Soiv Baruch which is the aliyah from the ultimate yesh to the ultimate ayah. The chesed is going back to the source of all chesed? Yeah. Folks Every chesed. level of chesed triggers its counterpart in the higher world. So it starts with the Kayan down here. That triggers the Pnei Aryeh El Hayamin, which is up there. And that's the lion that was on the Mizbeach that ate up the carbon. You had the Kayan doing the Avoida, because he is the one who's sensitive to this. And then you can have, in other words, only the Kayan is the one who can really accomplish this reality of taking a Yesh 
and bringing it back to the ayin. Because if it's not an isha chesed, it becomes about destruction, not sublimation. That's a big difference. Are you, do you want to destroy somebody, or do you want to elevate them? It's a completely different experience. Taking from yesh and making it ayin is not about destroying somebody. It's aligning somebody, it's sublimating somebody, elevating somebody. So that's why you always have to ask yourself, before you want to turn from yesh ayin, is it coming from anger? Is it coming from hatred? Is it coming from negativity? If it is, you're not trying to make from yesh ayin. What you're trying to do is you want to destroy the other person's yesh because your yesh can't tolerate them. You understand? That's a whole different experience. I don't like your yesh either because I see the potential of ayin or because I have a bigger yesh and you're bothering me. You push it bothering me. So I have to destroy your yesh. I call it ayin from Hank Bismarckin because it's a nice name. Right? I'm not going to say it's my yesh, but really it's my yeshes. I hate you. You, you. you compete with me. You take away my energy. So I have to destroy you. And sometimes it could be your own students. It could be your own children who take away your energy. Very good, yeah. Gaiva, Gaiva, yeah. Rav Steinman, they wanted to expel the... Uh, a boy from school, yeah? They said he doesn't fit into the to the to the other chevra there. So he said it's Gaiva, it's not your Shamayim, it's Gaiva. It's a video I saw. They, said, they, they wanted to they wanted to throw out a it was a Svardish boy in a particular school. So the the teacher or the prince of the principal said he doesn't belong here, it's not the same style and it's gonna affect the other kids, your Shamayim. It's not your Shamayim, it's Gaiva. He said, no, but they're, 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 they're Grosse Yidin over there. He says, yeah, Grosse Balegaiva. He said, they're big Jews. He says, yeah, very big Balegaiva. Grosse Yidin, Grosse Balegaiva. Bigger arrogance. The more from, the more arrogant. You know, the more holy, the worse off. It, it, it's, more of the, it's more of the bad thing. It's not less of the bad thing. It's a very important distinction to make. Because you say, I want to just elevate the Yesh to Ayin. You can only elevate Yesh to Ayin if you're Ayin. When you're ayin, so then you show the yesh its promise in ayin. But if you're in the state of yesh, you can't. So the koyin is isha chesed. The definition of chesed is giving. Giving always means that the yesh sees the oneness of the world. What's chesed? Chesed means I'm not separate from you. I'm part of you. Why am I part of you? Because we go back to a state of ayin, and in the state of ayin, everything is one. The more yesh, the more fragmentation. So therefore the Kayan, who's closer to a state of Ayin, because that's what love is, can be Milo the carbon. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.